brings a snake to a child's birthday party? <laughs> the bad seed. <laughs> Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Take Two Radio Soaps and Review. I'm Pam, your host. Can everybody hear me okay? It just sounds funny on my headset. I can hear you. Yeah, you sound great. I can hear you. Okay, it just sounds weird. You know, it's like I'm still adjusting to using these because they're noise-canceling headsets, and it's just kind of sometimes throws me off like I can't hear myself but I can hear everybody so I want to make sure everybody <laughs> hears me <laughs> so anyways welcome to the show everybody we have the whole crew here today we have David Anthony Candace, and Carolyn and of course tonight we are super excited to bring a special guest to you, and that's the award-winning actor and producer, Wally Kurth. Um, some of you may know him as Justin Kiriakis on Days of Our Lives, or as Ned Ashton on General Hospital, or as Sam on As the World Turns, or from singing his his music he's a musician as well he's multi-talented and we can't be more happy to have him with us tonight as well as his two brothers justin and ned (laughs) welcome wally (laughs) (laughs) hello can you hear me yeah can you hear me we yes okay i've been Okay, good. I've been saying hello. I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. So we're on. We're on. Okay, I can hear we're you. We're on. All good. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, didn't, I didn't click you live until I did my introduction. That's why I couldn't hear you saying hello. So sorry about that. <laughs> okay, I just didn't know if I did, I did the right thing. Okay, so it's all, it's all yeah. good. Well, hello, we're all everybody. Good. How's everyone's quarantining? Uh, oh, here we um, go. Oh, boy. There. I'm outside. Hold on a second. Maybe I should go inside. I'm outside. A helicopter just went overhead. <laughs> They're looking <Okay>. for you. <laughs> Southern, They're like, Southern California living. Okay. Hold on. Let me They're just... Look... Oh, shit. This thing is leaking. It's all broken. Okay. Hold on just a second. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm back. Okay. Gone. Okay. Well, um, so yes, here I am, and uh, I'm, I'm anxious to get back to work. But unfortunately, I don't know when actors will yeah. be able to get back to the studio. Yeah, we're waiting for that, and this is a long wait. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. we're just discussing that right before we came live that. Uh, 
you know, like the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful, this is their last week of up-to-date shows, and then they're going to go into, mm-hmm. um, you know, showing classic episodes and stuff like that. And we know Days Are Our Lives, thankfully, you know, has enough in the bucket to keep going. Um, General Hospital, though, I, I haven't heard exactly on that. Has anybody heard anything? I well, heard. I heard that. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I I did hear something um, that about maybe they're uh, they're they were trying to extend some shows, and of course everyone knows about the Fridays. Uh, mm-hmm. They're only doing they're only airing new shows on Monday through Thursday, so I think they're trying to you know push it out as far as possible. I think right now we have shows till probably the second week of May. I think so. If they can push it, they might be able to push it to the third week of May. So if it does go off the air. Hopefully, it won't be more than two two weeks or something. One or two, three weeks, maybe. Yeah, right. but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy about Bold and Beautiful and Y and R. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I heard. Uh, um, I heard that they're thinking about doing um doing a couple of shows with actors uh, zooming in and giving kind of like a behind the scenes of classic episodes. So well, that would be a lot of fun if if there is a break. You know, in That's new a episodes. good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it makes that work. Yeah, it's just I weird. mean, yeah, for the real, the real loyal followers, and and it gives them more of a real kind of a, a deep dive into the episodes and and get into the actors, you know, remembrances of what. And when I think about that, <laughs> it'd be fun to go and and look at a, a a show from 25 years ago and discuss it with my, you know, fellow actors of you know what went down that all those years ago and how it turned out and the good and the bad and the ugly of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the first quarter main pizza Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I I miss like Alan and and everybody, you know, from the quarter mains. I mean, we still got quarter mains, thank God, but you know, missing so many of them and it would be nice to go back and see those episodes and of course there's always YouTube where you can go on there and watch the old things, but it's just different. You know, we just miss some of the days from way back when, but of course we look forward yeah. to what comes up next. Yeah. Well, I will say that I know that uh, Jane Elliott's uh, appearances are not ending there. Uh, oh, she thank came back, you. You, know, you know, for like maybe about a month. And I think she's, you know, I, I think this, I could, I can happily report this without getting into trouble. <laughs> That she'll come back uh, every once in a while. She won't be under contract, but she'll come back, you know, maybe three or every hey. three or four months, and uh, you know, sit down, you know, hang out in Port Charles for maybe ten episodes, and then oh, you know, disappear yes. back to Amsterdam with with, with Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's such great news because we absolutely adore her and we miss her when she's gone. So um, it's nice that she'll do these guest appearances every now and again. Yeah, Keep you're the- right. I mean, she really, she really does embody uh, the you know the quarter main, the generations of the quarter main. She was there at the beginning, of course, with Leslie, and and we still have Leslie here. But it's you know, it's just nice to have you know Leslie and and uh, Jane. You know, if they can, you know, stay with the show and stay, hang in there, I think we'll get, we'll, we'll get, you know, we'll have the, the court, it'll feel like the quarter mains are back. Exactly. And now that Brooklyn is there too, that adds to the quarter main. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, absolutely. I'll the, and we'll create, and of course, the newest quarter main. Yeah, we'll create some new quarter mains, you know, memories 
mm-hmm. already. Yeah, right. no, I'm excited. I think the, the new writers have done a really good job of of honoring the history of the Quartermains and also, you know, just bringing in Brooklyn. She seems to be such a, you know, Amanda seems to have really all the qualities that, you know, one needs to, you know, personify the Quartermain. And she does. She has a little bit of, of, of Ned and a little bit of Lois in her, doesn't doesn't she? Uh Definitely. In a little, got a little bit of granny in her too. Yeah, she's got yeah. some granny in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, she's there uh, to make trouble, but I don't think she purposely does it. Yeah, oh, I sometimes agree. she does. For <laughs> <laughs> real, she sometimes. Amanda will look at me like, "Oh my God!" She goes, "I'm, I'm so hateful. People are going to hate me." And I'm like, "No, they won't. You're doing just great." <laughs> You're just doing things that, you know, you know, you're getting yourself in trouble, but you're you're totally justified. And you know, I'm not. Ned certainly hasn't been perfect under the circumstances. He's made some questionable, you know, moves. And uh, so, you know, everyone makes mistakes on these soaps, and then they have to get them to get themselves in trouble, and then they have to, you know, squirm to get out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they have to do something to redeem redeem, it, redeem themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I've always I always thought that it's you know sometimes you work with actors who don't want to ever appear you know dumb or make a mistake or be mean or be or, or lose, and I'm always like, well then what if you win every scene and you're always looking good and smart in every scene? Well then, what do you? I mean, yes, you don't want to be an idiot and just to create story, but everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect. And, right. And um, and we all and we we where you know if, if it's a well written scene, you can still be smart, and and still feel like you're right, and um and make the wrong choice, and exactly and which, which which will get you in trouble. You know, and we do it in real life all the time. <laughs> right. And if a soap wasn't drama, we wouldn't be watching. So hello. <laughs> yeah. There you wouldn't go. Keep, it wouldn't keep us interested if, if everybody was perfect and walking around perfect, saying the right thing all the time and doing the right thing all the time. That would get boring. <laughs> exactly. And if your favorite couple was always together and happily in love, then you'd be bored of them in a moment. <laughs> it's just hard to write happy couples. I mean, unless it's a sitcom. And even then, you know, let's face it, you know. You know, right. It was, it's it's just hard to yeah people you know you need you need you know dramatic tension is what yeah. yeah in the in the in in the writing world you have to create dramatic tension and in order to do that you you basically two people wanting the same thing or two people wanting different things you know uh, two di- two different people wanting the same thing or two people that are in a, in a relationship together wanting different things so it's but it's dramatic tension and so you have to have that in order to have drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you are. All right. Well, yeah, I've sure. always wondered what gave you, or what, or who, or how did you get interested into acting? Well, thankfully, I got into it when I was really young. Um, honestly, I was. I grew up in Billings, Montana, youngest of five kids, and um, I was always singing around the house, and I think I was always probably I'd be viewed as a sort of a class clown. I was always just loud, obnoxious, needing, needing lots and too much attention. (laughs) 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 
So, um, you know, I was always getting into trouble. I was going to the principal's office, going down the hallway. I was never, I never stopped talking. I, I was, you know, distracted. You know, I, I wasn't a great student. And we can hear this all the time about actors. So I, it was nice that when I was in sixth grade, they had a, an audition for Oliver in town in Billings, at the high school. So they're looking for young, you know, young kids, boys um, to audition. And so um, they actually, the music director's uh, wife, the high school music director's wife actually was my fourth grade teacher in my elementary school. So she knew that I could sing. And so she uh, made sure that I went to the audition and I went down there and sang with a bunch of other kids in Billings. And I subsequently got the part of the Artful Dodger. And that experience really was so formative. I was just telling my wife, the other day how after you know when it opened it was there was a review in the paper and and I got a really nice review and my mom read it to me and I was so proud and then I was invited down to the mayor's office to meet the mayor and the mayor was you know mayor Frazier which my 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 grandmother my my grandmother was a Frazier so I always felt like I, just sort of a connection to this mayor but anyway he, he invited me into his office and here I was this 11 year old kid meeting the mayor of Billings Montana and he was so complimentary. In fact, he even said that they had just filmed uh, the movie Little Big Man uh, right outside of Billings, actually, on my, on my aunt's ranch and uncle's ranch and um, part of it, part of the movie. And he was just saying, like, he was just saying how if, if, he, if I'd done this, this show, you know, a year before, I could have auditioned for the role of, you know, the other young Dustin Hoffman in it, which, of course, you know, that's neither here nor there. But it was just all compliments. So it reinforced like, well, now maybe I could do this. And I had a lot of fun doing it, singing and dancing and, and getting all sorts of applause and getting laughs. And so I thought, wow, this is fantastic. And I'm getting all this encouragement. So I kind of had it in my head going to high school. You know, I did commit competitive drama. I was in musicals. I was in choir. So from an early age, I was just encouraged to, to pursue this, this passion. And, and, I, and I had a talent for it. And uh, and there I was. So I was really quite lucky to find my, you know, my my way. What, what I mean, my my job, my career, you know, sort of found me rather than me having to seek it out. Really, and at such an early age. I mean, a lot of kids. I just asked my my. Uh... I call them my G sons because I always say I'm too old to be a grandma. So my G sons are, are uh, 10 and 11 years old. And I just asked them the other day what they want to be. And they're like, Oh, I don't know. And, and then they're like, well, maybe I'll do this and, you know, some kind of sports related thing and that. So it's usually, you know, they're not quite certain at that point, but with you getting into that play, um, it helped encourage you to go on with the compliments and so on. And you knew just inside you that's what you wanted to do. That's wonderful. Yes, it's very, very true. And honestly, so, I was such a little troublemaker that there's a part of me that really wishes, really realized that I'm glad I did find that because I did, I did, was pretty much a, an attention seeker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so I had a really nice place where I could go and get attention. Um, and not, and not that, get in trouble. <laughs> and not get in trouble, honestly. And I did get in my share of trouble in Billings, Montana, because that's, that's what kids did. And it was a great place, you know, to do it. And so you could get in trouble and not get in too much trouble. So, um, right. But no, it was just, uh, 
like I said, I, and I didn't do all the, you know, plays in high school. I was still, you know, a regular kid and, but I, but I did enough and uh, to keep me, you know, interested. And then when I went to college, I really focused. I went to a small liberal arts college in Denver and then I transferred to UCLA. And so I was, I was really focused, really, really focused actually after high school on uh, the art of acting and, you know, that's when I learned to play the guitar and the piano and um, sort of taught myself. I mean, I had beginning lessons, but I really, I really focused on it and really worked hard. I mean, when a lot of people were, you know, partying at college, I did all my partying in high school and in college, I really kind of stepped up and really, you know, did a lot of the work that I probably should have been doing in high school. In fact, I always kid people and say, I learned how to read and write at college. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And they're like, really? You got into UCLA? And I go, there's no way I would have gotten to UCLA now. No way. It was just a different time back then. Right. Well, I, from doing it from such a young age, I would imagine that taught your brain how to memorize your lines a lot quicker and easily. Because with doing two shows, I always wondered if that came easy to you or if you still have to work on it. That's funny. You should ask that question. I mean, when I, um, I don't think I've ever told anybody this story, but I, Oh, yay. First one here. When I I went to my very first rehearsal of Oliver, I had the entire show already memorized and I pretty much memorized everyone's lines, but I definitely had all of my, all of Arthur Dodger's lines. Now, Arthur Dodger didn't have a lot of lines, but it was enough. It was a, you know, it's a full play and I was off script already. And I remember people commenting like, wow, the kids already like, you know, <laughs> off script and memorizes lines. Now, granted, I never, when I, there was years I didn't ever do that. I often would look at my lines the night before and sometimes last minute. I don't do that now. In the last 10 years I've now I spend a lot more time with my script, so I can really just not have to worry about it because we do it so fast now. We work so fast. I don't want to. I want to try to get it in one take, which is mm-hmm. what they hope we can do, just to get through it. But um, I, I do think that I do have created a, a muscle to remember things, and there's little tricks, and then there's. It, it just seems like you, if especially if it's good writing, you can you usually it can happen organically. Just you look at what the line is before you, and you sort of you get the thoughts from what the person is saying to you. And so it triggers the memory of what you need to say. So there's, there's a little trick like that. I'll hide my lines and just read the lines before. And then I'll test myself like, okay, I'll hear that. I'll read that and go, what am I, you know, what am I thinking? And then the line comes. And so it's just, it's, it's a process and it's definitely work. And, um, and some people can do it easier than others. I have been told that I, I'm a pretty good memorizer, but I also know that there's a, I can unravel like the best of them. <laughs> you know, when you're just like, I have, it's been a few years, but I know that we're all capable of unraveling when you're just like, what's my line and what am I doing here? And, and you're just like, for the life of you can't remember what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it we, we love seeing those kind of outtakes too, where there's a bunch of fumbling and you forget yeah. and what comes out of your mouth, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would imagine that though. After all these years, um, it does make it easy when you have the two shows and not to get them mixed up. 
And I have, I'm not working every day. And I mean, there was a, this last two weeks on days of our lives. I was watching a lot of it because um, it's just, it was, it's this story that I was really interested in watching. We did it a long time ago, but I was on, it looked like, it seemed like I was on every day for like two weeks. And I think it might've been the case. And that's very rare that I have day in and day out. So I do have time to memorize my lines for GH, rem- memorize my lines for days and not feel like I'm overloaded. Now, having said mm-hmm. that, I, I do look at my lines almost every day. And especially if I have like, you know, four or five scripts the next week. And if I'm on a hiatus, I'll have those lines down. I'll look at them. And, I'll, and so like, I'll try to have my lines down like two days before it. So I'll look at it the next, the following day. I'll, I mean, I'll look at it the day before. And so then when I go into the studio, I'm totally relaxed and I'm just having fun and knowing that what we're doing now is we're going to play. And we don't know what, you know, we just, we, you know, you really want to try to, to, to keep that feeling of improvisation all the way through it. Like you don't know what's going to happen next. You're really listening you're you're not worried. You're not just sitting there thinking about what what it is you're saying, but you're actually really listening and engaged and trying to get something from that other person. So that's kind of you know where I'm at and and what I try to do in, in my process of, of how I work today. Well, you know, right now we're, we've just watched uh, Justin and Kayla commit to each other. And I'm wondering what words of wisdom would you, as Wally, give Justin? about fighting for Kayla, even though they just committed to each other? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd use the word fight. Um, that's one of the things I think that it's been, it's, this particular story has been well-written in a sense that I think yeah. a, young, a, young, a young Justin would have like, okay, Lino, throw down the gauntlet. All right, here we go, Steve, you and me. And I think wisely Justin has, because he's a little older, like, you know, let's let Kayla decide. And I really think that if Kayla had come back and told him, like, he even expected it. Remember when the conversation started, like, you, you run back yeah. to Steve. He would have honored that and he would have walked away. Okay, I get it. I certainly haven't. I'm not surprised. It's Steve. It's, you know, the love of her life. Right. Right. So, but that didn't happen. I mean, I left it in her court. It's her decision, isn't it? And um, I always thought that they did that in soaps too much where, um, like, for instance, Wally, if I was ever battling it out with another guy for a woman, I, would, I wouldn't be that guy that would, like, lose his mind. <laughs> like, yeah. it's her decision in a sense, and why would I – what am I, what can I possibly do to prove to her that I'm the one other than just be who I am and let her decide? I well, I'm gonna push him out of the way. I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to, you know, get down on my hands and knees and beg her to choose me. You know, that's just not, you know, what I would tell Justin to do. And he didn't. Right. And so I kind of approved, I kind of approved of Justin's behavior because it really was her decision. And she was the one that he, he was, he really was willing to go, okay, um, I certainly, it's now, I'm just going to let her go. And I think he, but he also honored his feelings and said, crap, I really am in love with her. And I think, and I believe her when she says she's in love with me. And I want her to know that I really do care as much as Steve cares. So I thought it was really well written. I hope everyone thought that too. I, 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 yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, yes. I, I watched all those scenes and I thought, 
as we were doing it, it felt right. And after watching it eight, nine months later, it still felt like it looked, it looked good. It looked right. It looked, it, it looked logical yeah. and it looked emotionally logical. And yeah. Justin we, learned from the experience with Lucas and, and Adrian. You could see it in, in this go round. Yeah. People commented on that and I, I hadn't really thought about it. And that's, but it's very true that this is the second time that Justin's kind of gone through this with the Lucas and it, when it was with, with Adrian and he was on the, the wrong end of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have well, to tell you, I, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you there's a lot more to come and it's really good. And I think the audience is really going to be, it's going to be entertained and satisfying and really, I think the writers gave all three of us just some juicy stuff. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And I'm looking forward to seeing the fans react to it because I think as you know, I've been doing these soaps a long time and it felt good while we were doing it. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, I think it's, it's good. I can really recommend it and, uh, and I'm excited about it. Well, we're very happy with Days of Our Lives. It's, you know, at at one point or another with any soap that we watch, there's times that we want to fast forward through stuff because it's just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) But, you know, we haven't done that with Days. And actually, I haven't done that with any of the soaps, to tell you the truth. Um, But I have another question for you before I let my co-hosts go ahead and ask their questions. And I just wanted to say I had such a crush on Ned, especially when you sang on GH and (laughs) those leather pants are retired, but we would like to see some singing come back and maybe you could do something with Brooklyn. You think that could ever happen? Yeah. Yes, I do. And luckily we have the nurse's ball. So there's a logical time to sing. I mean, remember I used to sing all the time on days of our lives. Yeah. 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 They just, unfortunately, they just don't have the time or the music budget to license songs. I mean, I just saw something on YouTube the other day where Justin was singing a James Taylor song while Mm -hmm. Adrian was walking around Athens. And that's when we had broken up right before we got married. And, um, I mean, we can't, they can't license a James Taylor song. I mean, we licensed uh, the Queen song and and, um, Michael... um, um, or George Michael's song, Faith, mm-hmm. those were like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 just to have the rights oh. to sing, you know, crazy little thing right. called love. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's just a lot of, t- and, and so, and it's so, and it's just, so that's, to answer your question, yes, it'd be awesome. And we will, I'm sure there'll be a time when, when, when Ned sings again, um, and uh, perhaps Don's <laughs> his black little pants. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, I think it's probably going to be later than sooner. That's all. Anyway. <laughs> but you have your own music, so it wouldn't cost the show that much to license your songs. I know. So there you go. The, uh, they, we use this. I sang a couple songs. I, one song I wrote that I sang all the time. Um, I mean, well, there's one song that they wrote for the show. The only one I, um, the only one I love. No, uh, 
Only in My Heart, called Only in My Heart. And, um, and I wrote a song called In Paradise, which I gave to them to use, to license. Um, when um, I think they were doing a, it was a flashback on the day that Adrian died. And um, they didn't use it. But, you know, there were, there were a lot of songs that, that, that I've had that I've sung on the show. But for some reason, Days of Our Lives doesn't dip back into those old Justin songs. So, I don't know. Uh, well, we look forward to whatever you do. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep watching. We love you on both we shows. Do. And we love we get there double doses. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still doing both shows miraculously. I'm knocking on wood every day. Amen. How, how lucky How lucky am I at my age? And I know a lot of talented actors out there who I have been working with over the years and uh, who aren't as lucky as me. And I'm definitely aware of, I mean, I couldn't have planned it any other way. But I also know that I work really, really hard to make them not regret it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to think, you know, I, I try to give them both just as much love, you know, and I and I certainly love them both equally. I really do. I mean, I started on days and I was there for four years, but then I went to, you know, General Hospital for 14 years. And then 10 years ago, I went back to days. And then five years ago, I went back to GH. So I'm, you know, I, I never thought I'd be going back to days. I was gone for 18 years. But to go back and, and to be, you know, the lawyer and then to, you know, continue that relationship with Adrian um, was really interesting and really fun. And, uh, and this past year, the stuff that you're seeing now on television, you know, um, to play the grieving husband uh, of, you know, Adrian, it has been a really, really wonderful acting challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's some stuff coming up, too, that's really good and uh that I just was really excited about and, um, and just, you know, uh, what's the word? Yeah. Just excited that the writers, you know, trusted me with this material and gave me, you know, such a daunting task. Yeah. We miss Adrian. Yes. Well, yes. That's all I'll say. I do too. Okay. <laughs> I, do too. And I, I, I tell Judy, I tell Judy, go Judy, if, if it makes you feel any better, because of your death, I've had some of the best material of my 33-year <laughs> career. And she looked at me like, man, it doesn't really have sound like consolation. <laughs> so, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'd rather be working. I go, I know. Just so you know, though. Somebody better. And it is Salem. It is Salem. We, you know, we can't count her completely out. <laughs> right. Oh, Calling no, Dr. No. Rolf. Oh, no, Calling no, Dr. Rolf. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> Soap operas. Well, I'll go ahead and let David ask his questions. Sure. Oh, hey, Wally. Oh, happy birthday to David. Today is David's birthday, Wally. David, happy birthday. Thank you very much, sir. that you're giving me your time on your birthday. Oh, it's a pleasure. It is all mine. (laughs) I want to take you back. To the first time I think I've heard you sing, um, I'm not sure of the year. I think it was reported in the early 90s. Uh, Oprah Winfrey had a handful of you on her show, and you were singing Eyes of the Child. Yes. And it was, 
Was the album with love from the soaps? Correct. Yes. Okay. How yes. did all that get started? Um, a lovely lady from Canada <laughs> who I can't remember her name. Does anyone remember her name? She created this uh, foundation through the eyes of a child to raise money. Um, I'm sure they had to do with children. <laughs> I remember, but I remember exactly where the, the charity was or it was, I don't know if it was Canadian, probably was, you know, raise money in Canada, but also America. And she hooked up with Oprah and somehow she got a hold of those producers and they were like, okay, let's do it. And remember we sang that song as a group. And then I sang a song by myself. If it ain't, uh, Leave it alone. Leave it alone. If it ain't broke, no need to fix it. Let it go. Pretty soon you'll see a difference. Playing my guitar, and I think I played it live. I don't. I think I was playing it just just me and my guitar, and uh, that was fun. That was really fun. Michael Damien. I remember Michael Damien was part of the album, but for some reason didn't yeah. want to be a part of the choral number. And I remember afterwards, after we were all doing our thing and singing, and he sang his solo, but for some reason he had sort of removed himself from all of us. And I remember afterwards he felt really guilty and kind of like regretted the fact that, well, wait, why didn't I join in on the, the big number with all of you guys and sing the chorus together and sing this one song all together? But everyone was – we had singers from all of, the, all of the other soaps, and we all um, – met in in Hollywood at a studio and we all recorded our tracks. Remember it was sort of a joint it was a group number like We Are the World. Right. So mm-hmm. everyone had a line and we did a really nice video. Um which yeah. I love to see now. There was it was a really nice video done. I remember they took pictures of all of us in the recording studio recording it. Yasmin Belief, Ricky Paul Golden, Rick Hurst, Victoria um, Rowell. Victoria Rowell. Matt Ashford. Matt Ashford, correct. Melissa Reeves. There you go. And Scott yeah. Reeves. Yep. Brenda Apperson. That's it, Brenda. She's lovely. I can't remember, but from, yeah, from YNR, I don't think Bold and Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Was it on? Yeah, it was on the air by then. Um I don't know if I don't know if um oh gosh, who's the um um the actor on Bold and the Beautiful. Who was in the band. I don't think he was in it. No, he didn't do it. Oh Ron Moss. Anyway, Ron yeah, Moss. so that was it. Yeah, Ron Moss. Ron Ron didn't do it. But yeah, well thanks. That was uh that was fun. That might have been the last it was time beautiful. I did Oprah. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last time I did Oprah. I'd done Oprah once before. And I think after that, she kind of stopped doing so many soap stuff. I don't know why. I remember there was, a, in the early 90s, late 80s, there was a lot of, she did a lot of soaps, but then I think for some reason, towards the middle of the 90s, I think she kind of stopped doing soap actors. She suddenly became so popular, she could just keep it to movie stars and nighttime stars. I think she kind of, we got, you know, booted. Yeah. <laughs> and the self-help took off. Hey, our daytime What's actors that? are stars too. So yeah, they are all... stars. Yes, yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> that was beautiful. 
What other question? Oh, yeah. My other question, because you piqued an interest, um, because I I try and keep up with all the soaps, but at the time I remember, what was it like for you taking on the role of Sam Hutchins on As the World Turns opposite Maura West? Um, Now that was an interesting time because I, it was in New York and my son was very young and I would have to take red eyes, uh, like on Sunday nights, arrive Monday morning, dummy in hand. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Well, and, that's uh, I would take it home because I would practice it. You wouldn't know that I was actually a halfway decent ventriloquist because you never saw yeah. me actually do any of the manipulation and ventriloquist because it was always a, a single on Sam and a single on the cowboy. But um, no, it was, I mean, you know, it was offered to me and it was, to, I was told that it was going to be a three month story arc and he was uh, going to be a ventriloquist. And that's all I needed to hear pretty much great. And he was going to be, you know, a psychotic ventriloquist. And I, yes. I love it. I'm in. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I always love the movie magic. It was one of my favorite books by William Goldman. And um, so I thought it'd be really fun to learn, you know, to really try to do that. Um, I remember talking to one of the directors about why there was never a shot of me doing the manipulating and doing the, Hey, I'm Cowboy Jack. I mean, I really did try to, you know, not use my mouth, you know, and try to be like a real ventriloquist, but it had come down. Chris Galman said, well, he's not a real ventriloquist, so don't put him on, you know, camera. And I remember thinking, well, I'm trying my, and plus I could be a bad ventriloquist too, by the way. He doesn't have to be good. But I was like, it never. It looked like the voice could have been coming from anywhere. And I remember watching it, getting so frustrated. Like, I worked my ass off trying to make this thing look like I was really a ventriloquist, and you wouldn't even know it because you never saw me actually do me work and manipulate the dummy. But you know what? I've told the story so many times. I got to let it go. Let it go. But anyway, that's <laughs> the experience of, of working on As the World Turns was that I really worked hard at being a ventriloquist, and it was those long nights of red eye getting into a rental car driving right over to the Brooklyn studio hauling my ass up those stairs it's a really tiny little studio very vertical and um yeah just I felt I was I, I kind of it was kind of a weird um studio in the sense that I didn't really know I wasn't I don't know why I mean I guess I'm not I guess I could have been more friendly but I didn't really connect with all that many people on the show. I kind of went, did my thing. Uh, a friend of mine allowed me to live at his house in New Jersey. So I'd basically just go in and do my job and, and left. I, I didn't really talk to Roger. I didn't really, you know, I worked with Mora, but Mora and I are much closer now than they were, we were back then. We didn't really hang out at all. In fact, she even regretted, like, as I was leaving, like, why didn't we ever go have a drink afterwards? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But... <laughs> We never did, and Michael, you know, they were all, you know, they were in their, they're doing their things, and they had their families, so I didn't, you know, go and fraternize with them outside of work, and so to me, the whole three months was just a work job, just a job, you know, and I needed a, I needed to work, so I took the job, and I was happy to do it, and it was fun, and but it was a lot of travel and a lot of, um, yeah, yeah, it was just. Uh, it was kind of a rough three months, but I enjoyed it. It was really, actually, it was quite, 
it was quite, I remember we were doing this sequence where we had to sing and I was so used to singing with um, a certain way within a recording situation. And I remember it was like a, I think it was New Year's Eve show and my character had a guitar and they gave me a song to sing and, uh, and it was electric guitar and, but they didn't play the track in the studio. <laughs> so all it was, all the music was just in my head. Oh. So I was playing, I was playing, I was singing a cappella. So I guess the, what I was trying to say is that all you heard was me singing a cappella <laughs> in the studio <laughs> without, you know, it was all in my ear, my little earwig. And I had to pretend, and I couldn't play the guitar too loud because they were picking it up in the microphone. Oh, um, boy. The guitar wasn't plugged in. It was just me strumming. Oh, it was like. It was the worst <laughs> musical performing experience on a soap in my life. And I was very frustrated. I probably showed it. I probably showed it in my performance. And afterwards, like, you're not going to give me any, you're not going to have any speakers in here. So people aren't going to hear anything, but just me singing. To a, and it's an original song. It was the song that was written for the show. So that was one other thing that I remember about the, my experience as Sam Hutchins, but all in all, uh, it was really fun and rewarding, but it was just hard. It was it was a job. It was a job. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Thank you. And next up, we have Carolyn. Hi, Wally. How are you? Hi, Carolyn. Yeah, this is su- this is such a pleasure. Oh my goodness, great to have you on the show. Um, uh, Pam touched a little bit on. Um, the storyline with Kayla, I would like you to put yourself as a fan, a, a male fan. Um, how would you, you feel uh, in reference to Kayla and Steve? Do you feel that it's time for her to move on? Even though you want her to make her own decision, I'd like to know your feelings. Um, oh, I don't have any feeling about, I mean, as, as you said, the male fan, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah from... Well, <laughs> as just as a fan of soaps, I always just like drama. So I just like, and I'll be obviously love triangles or you know the uh, sort of oh. the, the, the main the main trope of soaps or the love triangle, and those are hard, especially with yes. a super couple involved. Let's face it. So I knew it was going to be a challenge. In fact, I talked about this the other day on another program. Um, just that I, I knew that if I didn't play, you know, the devastation of Justin, the audience probably wouldn't be as sympathetic to wow. Kayla and Justin yeah. getting together. Like, really? Yeah. Did he really need Kayla to pick him up off the ground? So I really, you know, made sure that the audience saw Justin hit a low, an all-time low. And I was complaining because they, the scene where I did it all, they cut it. <laughs> they didn't oh. actually, it was a long, it was a long show. And it was the show that every, it was, a, it was that flashback where everyone died, three people died and other people's scenes were cuts as well. And oh. I understand that it was cut for time. I, don't, I mean, I'd like to think that it was cut for time and not because of my performance, but you get the feeling that obviously he was devastated and, but, that was I knew that was really important for the audience, right? And and, and my and my character and Kayla's character. I knew that it, it, in order to help Kayla, 
um, that she, you know, Kayla's, uh, the fans that are following Stephen Kayla, like, well, she was really kind of reaching out to this guy because he was at such a point. So, and, and also her character was at a low point. So I think the audience had to see that both of us were at this place where we really needed one another. And we really did, you know, sort of rescue these little mini rescues that the characters talked, talked about the other day, uh, these series of rescues. So that's kind of what I play. That's what I root for. I just root for an interesting you know, triangle. I'm not trying to break up a super couple for crying out loud. I know how it all plays out. And <laughs> I know that I also, I know how it ends. So I'm like, I can say that you guys will love it. And I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that you, you can probably imagine how it all ends. So I'm not going to say it, but you know, so it's just hang in there. It's all good. It's a good fun. It's all, it's a nice little, you know, roller coaster ride. And um, so that's how I sort of looked at it. I just wanted to be able to help the audience and our characters um, make it believable that these two would get together and not just like, well, Hey, I got some time. You want to go out on a date? Yeah. You know, it, was, <laughs> right. it wasn't that. And I know that well, the writers, I know the writers, for instance, because they told me they wished that there was have been more time for <laughs> Justin and Kayla to be together before Steve, you know, shows up. They had to put us mm-hmm. together kind of quickly and then Steve came to town. So it really wasn't much time to, to kind of fall in love with the two of us as a couple. So anyway, I, I think that, but I think with that in mind, I think everyone sort of pulled off a little mini miracle to, to make it even somewhat believable that these two would be, to, would continue to be together and would choose to be together at this time and not just you know, run back to Steve. So, but you'll see. There's a lot that more. There's a few. You know, we got months down the road here that it's really fun stuff. And I, uh, you know, I think you won't be disappointed. And um, but yeah, no. As a male fan, um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to see any super couples break up. But I also want to see, you know, um, you know, like, you know, sometimes couples that you think are like meant to be together and you're rooting for, sometimes they don't. You know, they don't last. And that's right. real. That's true. Well, I I always keep in the back of my mind as well. Um, he's a prominent lawyer and she's a doctor, and like you know, you have to keep that in mind as well. They can't be too too vulnerable. Yeah, they are human, but yeah. No, it's uh, the the storyline has has been great. Um, my second question: um, you mentioned. Uh, Judy and I'm a big fan. I've been following her. How can how is she doing? She's good. She's good. I spoke to her, uh, I guess, about a week ago again, and um, yeah, you know, this has been an, a, a oh, very very difficult yeah, time for her. Yeah, devastating here. What did her? But uh, she and Michael. I mean, you know, she she sounded pretty good, and and. Uh, good. You know, we, we just sort of spoke about the pandemic and um, okay. about going back to work. But, you know, it's, you know, we were working together before it, it ended. So we were, you know, doing some really fun stuff together. So, you know, we're hoping that it'll, we'll get back to work soon. Okay. Well, um, was it her choice about the show or how, how did that come about or do you know? What do you mean? Um, on, on, the timing of her leaving the show. Uh, I think you mentioned she will be back. 
I hope. I oh, hope. Yeah. No, he, oh, yeah. he didn't really say oh, yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't well, say. I, can I guess hope. I didn't I say. Can, but, I, can hope. but but yes. Um she um yeah, so <laughs> I guess to answer your question, she didn't no, she didn't choose to leave the show. You mean the, the, to, to kill the character? Yeah, no, she didn't right, choose that. Right. That wasn't her choice. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, but that's sad. She, um, yeah. You'll you'll see her. You'll see her, so that's all. Okay. I feel much better. I feel much better. Yeah. And thank you very thank you very much for taking the time to to visit with us. This is this is great. Thank you. Well, Caroline. I love I love soap operas. I love soap operas. I love doing what I do, and um and you guys are the you know the fans of the show and and uh, there are the reasons why we're still you know they're still on the air, and we're still working. Um, so I'm you know I try to help promote what we do and, and encourage, you know, and just, you know, reach out to the fans and let them know how much we appreciate their viewing and support. So my pleasure. Well, thank you, thank you very thank much. You. Okay. Next up is Anthony and then we have Candace. We don't want to keep you too long unless you have time. So. No, I'm okay. We'll get two more. Sure. Okay, good. Thank you. Hey. They're all my co- they're all my co-hosts. Just so you know, this is regular <laughs> setup. So. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready for you. <laughs> all right, Anthony. Hey, Wally. We met way too many years ago to count at a Super Soap, and you were awesome. Um, so, I, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say I have always wished that Ned and Alexis would circle around to each other, and now I'm wishing that. Justin and Eve would have circled around back to each other, but I digress. Quartermains. If you could have yes. Amy Quartermain, living or dead, back for a week, who would you love to play with again? Oh, my gosh. You know, because I didn't really get to see him very much before he left, but I've heard just such wonderful stories. And I didn't really watch General Hospital before I got on it, so I didn't really – see david lewis at his prime mm. but uh, my wife scared. my wife remembered david lewis more than i did but i did work with him for just a short period of time and boy it would have been fun to work with him while he was at his at his you know his peak because i heard he i heard he kicked some serious ass there and the, i mean he's the one who probably set the whole tone for the quarter legacy you know yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and just like you know Jane as Tracy, you know she sort of taught me. She you know Ned is the man he is because of Tracy, but also Edward obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, and John Ingle was a, a, a different type of Edward, you know. Yeah. He really was different. And everyone who who knew the, who saw both, um, they liked John, and they liked David, but they were very different. So I think if anyone. Only because, like I said, I hadn't, I didn't work with him. I worked with him for just such a, such a short period of time, and he was the one who, you know, set the table, uh, you know, and set the tone of the quarter mains. Uh, I think David Lewis. Great so answer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna jump to, uh, jump to the other soap. I, I've heard in other interviews where you've uh, you, you've said you never saw yourself as you know back in the early days you never really saw yourself as the leading man and then suddenly 
in the time of super couples, you were one of the most prominent super couples. Can you just tell us a little bit about that time period and, and you know, how it how it felt to suddenly go from, you know, a guy who grew up in Billings to, uh, you know, on every magazine and flying out for all these appearances <laughs> and everybody watching and waiting with bated breath. Well, I will just tell you one story. And, uh, and my dear, dear brother-in-law who passed away years ago, cancer, but he was like a brother to me. He was married to my, my sister, my only sister, who's the oldest sibling. And he was like a brother. And um, I remember they lived in Iowa and I'd just done Pirates of Penzance and I was a, I wasn't working. I think it was, so I had, you know, I'd done Broadway. So I felt, you know, confident, but I I must've gone to enough auditions that I thought I'm just not getting anything. I don't know what the deal is. And I remember driving, we were driving back to the airport. He was driving me to the airport in Des Moines. And I remember it so vividly. And I just said, I just don't think I'm like a leading man. I don't think I'm a romantic lead. (laughs) And he looked at me and said, are you crazy? Of course you're a romantic lead. And it just struck me like, Oh, you think so? <laughs> but it was like we do. Like it's like it was like a confirmation. Like, oh, I didn't. You know, you just sometimes you need a brother or a brother-in-law or a father to just kind of slap you and say, well, of course you're an actor, or of course you're a a leading man, of course you're a romantic lead. And so I, I did stop doubting myself. I guess at that moment on, I thought, well, okay. I mean, Skip is a smart guy, you know, PhD in psychology. You know, I believe him. He he hasn't he hasn't done me wrong since. He hasn't done me wrong before. He's the guy that gives me all the greatest advice. So when he said that, it was like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. And sure yeah. enough, within, within six months to a year, I was on days, uh, and you know, and like stepped right in, thinking. But I never, you know, because an actor can't have any doubt. You just can't have doubt. You have to be confident and just know that you're, you know, trust your instincts and know what you're doing. And, and yeah, you got to work hard, but you also be, you need to be, you know, you doubt breeds doubt. And so that was, that was a little, just a, just a, a confirmation and um, just, uh, just sort of a nudge that, yeah, you are a, a leading man. You can do it. And uh, anyway, that's a good, that's a story that I won't share with you. Thank that's you. wonderful and, and it, yeah. that you have that support and that, you know, you, you gained confidence from somebody in your family, but still somebody that professionally in could tell you that's how he saw you yeah. and a male at that and a male at that. Yeah. And I yeah. don't think I would have even said it. I wouldn't have. And he's the kind of guy, like I said, he was a psychologist. So he was just, and he was just always that, that male, you know, that male presence in my life that would ask me how I was feeling and what are you doing? And, you know, he would question some of the girls I was dating and, but in a good way, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> my older brothers were kind of like, my older brothers were nice and supportive, but they weren't, they weren't quite as communicative and nor was my dad. My dad sort of led by example. He didn't, you know, he only, if we were really getting into serious trouble would my dad really, you know, come up with some advice. So this kind of, advice from my brother-in-law skip was just great and uh it's kind of what i needed and 
but yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know where you heard that story, Anthony, but it's it's true. I I did sort of didn't think that this was not. I, I don't know what. I didn't think I was a, a character actor, but I just didn't. I guess I just didn't think that I was, you know, had whatever that romantic lead was. Uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm done talking. You <laughs> have it. You had it and have it in spades. We're only supposed to do two, but just we have to know. Did he ever? Did he ever do the "I told you so" moment? You know, he never did. He was, but he was sure proud of me, and he probably wouldn't have even remembered. I don't think I. You know, what's funny? I, I was just telling my sister this story, and um, so it was not something that I told very many people. But it just somehow it came to me just the other day, like in this past year, I remembered that, and I remember just how influential that was. And how important it was, and um, so I just reminded my sister about it, and she just, you know, she just loved hearing it. Um, but no, it wasn't something like he, you know, like I said, it was just sort of like, you know, matter of fact, like, oh, of course you're a romantic lead. And that was sort of the <laughs> end of the conversation. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that with us. Mhm. Sure. <laughs> Anthony, are you done with your question? I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Candace, last but not least. Okay. Hey, Hi, Mr. Wally. Hey. Hi, Candace. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there, you know, just like everybody else, just, you know, hanging in there and it's, cleaning. It's a little frustrating, isn't it? I'm getting a little cabin it's, fever myself. I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, I think all of us. Are, but you know, at this time, it's one of those times you appreciate the time you have. You know, you appreciate, yeah. and you can get get things done that you normally don't have time yeah. for. So, you know, okay. So I have two questions, and the first question I have is: You did one of my favorite shows, One Day West, on Saltnet. While mm-hmm. doing that, did anything surprise you, or made you think, hmm, the audience might be surprised to know this about the guests you were interviewing? Oh, good question. Yeah, I did that a lot. I think that that happened more often, yeah, than not. It was that was a fun show. Um, I was kid people about the fact that everyone who did a soap talk show, a soap net show, their acting career ended. No. <laughs> Lisa Rinna, Ty Treadwell, oh. Wally Kurth, Wally Kurth. As soon as I did that, whatever happened to that Wally guy. It's true. I was let go at General Hospital right at the right when I finished taping that last, you know, segment of One Day With. I, I, I'm convinced it was like ABC's way of like, oh, that's how we get. Wally's got soap net. Wally doesn't need this show. Uh, um, what? No, I think it was that show was so fun because and it was simple. Because I love the fact that it was just one day and we got to really, you know, meet these people. And they, you know, they all designed their day. I would say, do you want to do it at your house? And if they said that they felt comfortable about shooting at their house, we did. If they didn't, we said, fine, we can meet somewhere else. We'll meet at a store. We'll meet at a restaurant. We'll meet at a, you know, a park. We'll meet at a climbing wall. Um, We'll meet in Santa Barbara with Peter Reckel, you know. And uh, hang gliding with Peter Reckel. I nearly killed myself. And he, yeah, that was crazy. Um, (laughs) No, I mean there wasn't anything really that 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 just I was flabbergasted as to a part of a personality that I wasn't aware of. 
I was just happy right. to, you know, meet these people and and like I said, the way they chose to um um you know, what part of their life they wanted to reveal. I but the last mm-hmm. person that I that I worked with was Tony. And yeah. mm-hmm. The, the network, the SoapNet network, really wanted me to get Tony, and I was—I know Tony's really private, and but I wanted to, you know, at least try. And I knew I'd take care of him, and I knew it would be respectful. So I was delighted that I was able to finish uh, with Tony, and it was just really—it was really great too because we were just at a a table. We just met at a restaurant in Hollywood, and. Um, you know, I kind of threw out all the bad ideas that the producers wanted me to do where he would have to like, you know, he, like he, he's a rollerblader. And they said, how about if he rides up on his rollerblades? I'm like, no, we're not going to have Tony ride up on his rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tony's a dancer. Look at that. Why don't we have Tony? Can you ask Tony to do some dancing sometime in the middle of the segment? I'm like, no, I'm not going to ask Tony to do dancing in the middle of the segment. We're going to just sit down and we're going to talk and just have a good old time. It's only 30 minutes. And I said, we're just going to sit down and have a conversation in the bar and then go sit down and have dinner. And then, and then I think we had cigars outside as well. I thought it turned out yeah. to be a great episode. It yes. And, um, yeah. so anyway, that was the, the last episode. And, uh, I don't think Tony ever saw it. I remember telling him like, Hey, did you ever see that episode? And he was like, no. And I go, well, it turned out really great. And he looked at me and said, I bet it did Wally. I'm glad it did. So, and I understand. I don't. I don't watch things that I do just because the experience is. I know the experience will be better than what the edit is, the final edit. Right. But um, I was happy to. I was happy to, to to know that I think his episode was strong. Yeah, those were that that show was really good because it was it was like you said it wasn't um, a production. It was just an intimate setting. Two people spending the day like we all do with our friends and just, you know, having fun. It wasn't, you know, and I appreciate it. Yeah. That's, that was, that's why I said I, that was one of my favorite shows. I like those kind of shows when you do those kind of interviews. Sort of like this. Yeah. Like take two. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to be a conversation. And I, I'll never, and I also got in a kind of a fight. I remember at the end of that, and they got really, and we had to kind of, email each other and apologize to one another because I got all hot and she got, it was, she didn't get hot, but I got all hot because the producers were in my ear and they wanted me to, kept asking me to ask him a question and we're having dinner. And I just wanted to like, you know what? He's starting to relax. He's just talking about life in Utah and whatever. And I'm like, why? I said, just let the tape roll. We're not going to be using it all anyway. Just let me go down some of these paths that, you know, just having a conversation, then we bring it back, and then we get what we get at the end of it. You know, you can edit it later. Right. And for some reason, I just got so mad at them. I just, like, got up from the table, and I'm like, I'm just having a conversation. I kind of, <laughs> and I never, I never play the diva. I just don't. But I was right. just, like, so respectful of Tony and appreciated him taking the time to do this. <clears throat> And I could feel like the conversation was heading in more of a, you know, a place where, you know, stuff we might not hear about from Tony, because you don't, we don't ever hear from Tony. And I mean, right. he was talking about where he was like, 
did a scene with Emma Sams in the sack, and he was completely naked. I didn't know that. Oh. And that he was the first he was the first person in daytime to actually show frontal nudity. I didn't know yeah. that. He said, if you, if you pause it, you'll see it. I didn't know that, Tony. So it was like, we had some good stuff. Yeah. Wow. It also started, uh, and, and my very first episode was with Ingo, and Ingo was a friend. He still is a friend. And so we went in, and he had me say, hey, Wally, what if you come in, and you, uh, you, you, you ring a doorbell, and uh, I'm, you, you, I'm not, I don't answer. So you walk up the stairs, and you just come into my bedroom. And uh, why don't you just like hop in bed with me? And I went, Go right. Do you want me? To, <laughs> you want me to hop in bed with you? I went, Okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh my God, the producers, the producers loved it. They, 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 the network thought it was the greatest thing ever, and they thought you've got to like this is the most incredible show. And that's I think that's why we sold the show is because it was that like you were in bed with you woke up Ingo. On a, on a Saturday morning, and we woke him up in bed with him. I mean, that was incredible. Boy, this like, is going to be a great that, show. Like that's must see TV right there, folks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and so my second question is: You've played so many characters over the years, from Justin to Ned to Sam to Hudson, from Ladies of the Lake. My question is: Which character would you like to stay at home with while everything is on lockdown? And why? Why pick that character? Huh. Wow. Um, well, I've always said that probably the character that's closest to me would be Ned was probably the closest to, well, I guess to get the musical side and um, I don't know. But I guess um, I definitely wouldn't want to spend the day with Sam Hutchins. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, ventriloquist, that would be a little bit. <laughs> Haunting. What else? Entertainment. Sam, Sam Sam's dead now too. He was killed. Shot in the back by well, yeah, you know. uh, by Carly's son. Um and rightfully so. Um Yeah, I mean I don't know, you know, how about just Wally? I like just hanging out with Wally, who's a perfect yeah. combination of Ned and Justin and probably a little bit of crazy Sam. And the ladies <laughs> the late guy, yeah, I could relate to that guy too. He deserved to be decapitated. No he didn't. No, I love, you know, it's, I'm very blessed to be an actor. I I love being able to use my imagination and to uh, just do what we do. Um, It's a very, very um, life giving art. And um, I love people. I love working with people. And when you work with people on that, it's kind of in that real, intimate nuanced way you know it's 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 very invigorating and uh, i feel very fortunate that this is the you know the career that i chose for myself and that i i'm able to continue doing it so that's how i'll answer that good answer good answer (laughs) i gotta run you guys but thank you for talking to me no Thank problem. you for spending you. time with us. We really, really, truly are very happy to have you and would love to have you back again one day. You got it. I'll be happy to come back. Right. Okay. Stay safe Thanks. and blessed. You take care. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye, take two. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my wow. gosh. Um, 
another great one for the books, and yep. we got a couple of exclusives. <laughs> so this was this is. Yeah, I know, right? You never know what you you're gonna get when you Pam. start. Pardon? No. You stole my thunder because I was gonna ask him if he could evoke a little Eddie Maine and just give us a couple of lines of Happy Birthday. Uh, I was going to. I was going to, but with the way time was going, yeah, um, I didn't want yeah. to push it. And I knew you I mean, guys still had sing. to get through your questions. Yeah, he did sing. Yeah, just he did sing. sing. So I felt like we had a concert. I had a, we had a concert, mm-hmm. folks. Right. I exactly. Was I was waving my. I was pretending I was in the audience. I was waving my hand back and forth. I was like, <laughs> with the candles, <laughs> like dim the lights, get the lighter going. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, it was oh wonderful. I'm so happy. I have wanted him on the show for so long. You know, you have your certain actors that you have crushes on in your life, and he's one of mine. Yes, I'm saying that publicly, and I said it to him in the show, so it's not anything he didn't hear. Um, but I mean, who couldn't have a crush on Ned when he was singing in the band and those? Dimples and I mean, just come on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And Pam, uh, I just can't, I'm just trying to imagine you at um, oh, <laughs> at um, Coastal Entertainment <laughs> this past year, and how you you mu- you must have been in tears just watching him. Oh, Aww. I'm not like I'm I'm not like you, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I you know, was I it's not no, it's not a down thing, you know, I'm not putting it down for it. He's just more emotional than I am. Um I you know, was I was excited to be there and to see all of them and you know, what actually struck me um the most was him taking the time to help me walk, you know, because by the end of yeah. the show oh. and taking the pictures, I could barely walk, um, you know, because of my disabilities. And it really, I was in so much pain, I was ready to cry. And he helped me walk, you know, from my chair. And that meant so much more to me than anything else. And I, I can't even thank him enough for helping me. Um, That's nice. So I mean, yeah. there was you got you got to imagine there was more than one person there at that show, you know, as far as the actors. Right. But he's the one that actually, you know, got up and helped me walk, and and that meant the world to me. So yeah. that's what I've touched my heart. Yeah. I'll give you I've a quick story too. Years ago at the Super Soap, and and we were running press for time, so I couldn't remind him of this, but. You know, he he did a nice, you know, three-set performance, and uh, a woman threw her bra on onto the stage. Oh, my gosh. About, about <laughs> 20 minutes after the set ended, and, and they were doing, um, um, they were doing, like, encores with, with other performers, and I was about four feet from her, and all of a sudden, I see him come walking out. He was twirling the bra on his finger. He tapped her oh on the shoulder God. from behind, <laughs> and, you know, handed it back to her. And, I, you know, I don't know what he said, but she was over the moon. There were hugs. There were pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could never have the nerve to do something like that. I actually get I shy. Want to. 
Yeah, right. I actually get shy if I'm talking to somebody that, you know, like an actor that I meet in person, I'm, I get really shy. And that's probably one of the reasons why we do the show the way we do, where you can only hear our voices and you don't see our faces because I would be turning redder than red a lot of times if we were doing, say, like YouTube, YouTube or something. You have to hear it in my voice. If I get if I get embarrassed, like on the show that has happened so many times, I'm not going to say when and who, but you guys can listen to our past episodes. But yeah. no, I, mean, I but I, see they're trying so hard. No, but I've actually heard from friends, and I, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Kim. Hey Kim, um, that Wally Kirk is one of the nice, hands down nicest guys out yeah. there. Like at sub events, he's helpful. You know, he he talks to everybody. He engages with the fans, and you know, like you said, he lo- he loves his cast members. I mean, come on now, like he's been on General Hospital on and off. He's been on days on you know on off thirty years. I mean, until you know, he, I mean, he's just hands down one of the nicest guys. Like he's on the list with Peter Bergman as far as the nicest guys uh, of this industry. I've never yeah. met him. And he, he loves, you know, it, it was so apparent in our interview and, and other interviews that I've heard him do. He loves, he loves the craft. He loves telling yeah. daytime drama. And he loves the people that allow him to tell daytime drama, i.e. us. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it shows. You know, you go to some of these events, and I'm not going to name any names, but you shell out a nice amount of money to go to these events and it's not that they can't be bothered, but you can tell that they are being bothered, right? you know, and yeah. that they can't, they are counting every single minute until it's over. And, you know, when you get night and day like that, yeah, no, it, it, it's happened. And, you know, it's really, it's really just, you know, I'm not, I'm not a crier. I don't get shy. I don't get embarrassed. You know, it's part of my job for many years anyway, but <laughs> You know, when you see somebody who, you know, they, you know, they put money out of their paycheck, you know, quite a few weeks to do this event and they're sitting there and they're, they're just waiting for a smile, like, you know, a couple of kind words, you know, and it's like, here, take the picture. Okay, move along. You know, and you can see the crestfallen face sometimes and it's just like, wow, you know. It, it highlights even more guys like that. You know, he he said he never plays the diva. I, I you know, I absolutely believe that. Absolutely believe that. Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. Um, just from my, you know, experience with him that one time, I, I could tell. And all of the people, though, that were at that GH event um, were very uh, – formidable as far as you know engaging with the audience and that and and they had such a great time and i hope to get to do another one in the future but we'll have to see how that goes so as we're running out of time i hope so too thank you as we're running out of time we need to get to um a couple of announcements as far as you know well we mentioned earlier uh what ynr and b&b are doing and then did you have something else to add to General Hospital, Anthony? Yeah, so they're, um, you know, like I, like I said earlier, they're um, playing with how to do it, whether to live tweet, but they're trying to work it out to do a stream from, you know, from 
from home if they if they have to or wherever the actor and actresses will be to put classic episodes on and have the you know have them running a live commentary um and, and so that looks like a lot of fun and i also heard something um i also heard something that they're looking into doing table like a table read kind of thing also on a you know a zoom or a skype um of 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 scenes that that didn't make it to shows we've already seen um you know just giving some kind of new content to interplay with with uh you know with repeats if they have to but they're hoping to go back into production um in may so we'll see what we'll see what the world brings well, yeah. Illinois, think, Illinois was just informed that we're on lockdown now till May 30th, uh, or was it May 31st? Right. We're May 15th. So, yeah, well, Cal- we, New California, York is May 15th. California is too, right? I think, too. Yeah, yeah they're, they're told May 15th, but they're going to be doing a check um, in a few weeks to see if, it, if it's going to be extended or not. Um, from what is being reported? I feel like I'm like on the news now. Like all of a sudden, what is being reported live? Yeah. Okay. Um, is is that um, some of the soaps may go back in production? They're hoping by July. At this, at, the, at right now, they're 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 thinking and hoping by July. That depends on the lockdown extension. Um, so stay tuned to your local news, uh, not us, but uh, your local news, to find out when, you know, the lockdown uh, is going to continue. But for right now, um, you know, GH, um, actually, I've been hearing different reports about GH regarding their episode. Yeah, me. Um, Anthony, you probably heard this, um, that it's between late May, early June, because they're stretching yeah. it with the flashbacks, correct? Yeah. yeah. They're saying they're saying right now with the with the way they produced it that they that they could make it through the end of June if they throw a couple more uh, a couple more episodes you know that are half flashback half new. Um, yeah, they can make it maybe, all the way through June through May. Maybe if they do like Monday through Wednesday new episodes and do a Thursday Friday classic, you know that would help too. Mm-hmm. Well, as, fan, as fans, suspect. none of us would really <laughs> complain about that, you know. Well, I think it, you know, and as you guys know, I I had a call with an insider today, um, and I think if they, if they can pull off doing the classic episodes with commentary and so on and so forth, uh, that's gonna bring that's gonna bring back a lot of people that have stepped away, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we're home and 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 we're trapped here anyway, um, you know, mm-hmm. and so. You know, let's say if, if luck would have it for me, I think one of the one of the best experiences would be if if we could get Felicia, Bobby sitting, you know, um, uh, Christina and um, Jacqueline, you know, sitting there and talking about that episode where they were both in the hospital. They both found out Christina falls down the wall. You know, getting commentary of what it was like to film that, and I, that would bring how many people would that bring back? You know, right. to the folds that haven't watched. Right. So I am really, really it's hoping a, that this comes. <laughs> Has well, anyone seen the the special that they're doing? Is it People Magazine announced an ABC special? Yes. The story yes. of soap. Yeah. Uh, so what? What about that? What's happening with that? 
That's to, prime time. Okay. Am I right, Candace? Yeah, so on May 19th at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. on ABC, ABC is teaming up with people to give you um, the history, the story of soaps, how the soaps have uh, become what it is today uh, from the beginning to now to how it's also been um, a, a blueprint for prime time shows like Desperate Housewives, Empire, Games of Thrones. I feel like I'm doing a promo here. Um, some uh, graduates of daytime will be a part of it. John Stamos, Alec Baldwin, um, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Brian Creston is going to be there, including some of, of today's. Melanie Thomas Scott, um, Drake Hogeston, uh, Laura Wright, Maurice Bernard, just to name a few. They're also going to do interviews with Susan Lucci, Erica Slazak. Um, also, behind the scenes people, Brad Bell, Jill Phelps, yep, uh, Shelly Altman, and um, both Dan and Chris over at General Hospital. And it's it's two hours. Let me repeat that. Because yeah. it's two hours and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't so. heard about that. So, Candice, you'll have, me, you'll have to give me the link to that. Okay. I'm on it because I was watching TV and I saw it and I was like, I, I literally froze. I was like, yeah. wait, they're <laughs> doing a prom top? And the first thing I saw was Carly and Sonny, Sarah Brown's version, and then I'm seeing Erica Slayzak, and I'm seeing all my children, and I'm thinking, and this is the soap fan in me, and I think everybody was agreeing with this, it would be the perfect time for ABC to announce, um, make an announcement about yes, uh, yes. some yes, soap. I mean, they, they, they even talked about loving. They talk, they're going to say, Anthony, they're going to talk about loving. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Andy Cohen that's um, that that's oh, brought yeah, it together? Yeah. I can't. So it's People Magazine. Um, People Magazine has also kind of had a hand in daytime. If you guys co- collect the magazines, yeah. you know they did the yeah. All My Children yeah. Yeah. Right. and Bold and Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so th- this is actually like today, like Twitter was on fire with to use Anthony's words on fire when they saw this because. You you think about everything that ABC Daytime has gone through in the last right. decade, yeah. um, right. and the fact that you know Daytime the soaps let's be real hasn't had the best uh, uh, right. light, lightning you know so for yeah. them to do something during May sweeps <clears throat> yeah. um, to honor not just the ABC soaps but NBC and CBS and talk about how soaps has just you know, inspired so many different things. Um, again, if you're a fan kind of, of kind like of, Empire, kind of over, yeah, it's kind of overdue. I mean, I think it's I think it's well, great. Well, I just couldn't figure out Andy I, Cohen and ABC. Um, well, and people, Andy Cohen so. is such. Well, Andy Cohen is a freaking All My Children fan. Like, if yeah. you, you uh-huh. have not seen yeah. him, he's Susan no. Lucci fan. See, <laughs> yeah, right, he. Right. I mean, he worships the ground that she works. Mm-hmm. You know, walks on. But I think, um, I mean, here's the thing. This is the first, well, I'm going to say this. This is the second time that a network has done a soap um, tribute, soap uh, celebration. I'm going to say tribute. It's a celebration. Um, the first yeah. was a couple of years ago um, with the 50 Years of Soaps that CBS did. Do you guys yes, remember that? I remember that. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And then there was a documentary, which you still can get on YouTube, which is Soap Life, that features some of your uh, favorite stars as well as some journalists. Yes. And then you have yeah. this. So I, I feel as though, you know, even though 2020, look, 2020 hasn't been the best year for some people, <laughs> but as a soap yeah. fan, 
I'm just glad that, you know, people are recognizing how the soap genre has survived and will continue to survive. I mean, this isn't, this isn't then, kids. This isn't then, folks. We got, there's still more life to live with the soap genre. So, um, but, yeah, so tune in, May 19th, 8 o'clock on ABC, home of One Life to Live, All My Children, <laughs> Ryan Tobe, Loving, General Hospital, Port Charles, The City, Edge of Night. Edge of Night. And that's all, yep. that's yep. all I can think of right now. Okay. Back to right. in the studio. All right, and thank you, Candace, for your report, and we appreciate that. We'll tune in next time with Candace. Um. (laughs) You know, before we leave that subject, though, you know, it is telling that that they're sitting down with Susan Lucci, and quite a few stars of One Life to Live have been spotted on the General Hospital lot in the last couple of months. So I'm, you know, wondering if, there's a uh, conversation going on behind the scenes. It can would be amazing if they... Oh, Vincent, they, they please, No, please. no, you, well, they, you have no idea how, like, I didn't... Here, well, real oh. quick, I didn't know... We we had Wally Perk on here. I did not know, and I'm so... I'm such a bad soap fan. I feel so ashamed. I totally forgot Jane Elliott was the producer of Loving, during the Loving Murders. Yes. I, I forgot. I forgot. Yes. I forgot. I feel so ashamed of my life right now. <laughs> well, we have to, we have to move on now because we're we're counting down time here, and I don't think we're going to get to all four soaps. So uh, Anthony wanted to start with General Hospital today. So uh, let's go ahead and do that one. Uh, first up, I I didn't really take notes, but I did put down two things. Um, I wanted to say the conversation with Valentine or Valentine and Laura uh, about uh, Charlotte. I mean, mm-hmm. that just tore me up because, you know, you actually, you know that he loves his daughter, but this is probably yeah. the first time that you saw him really put her first over mm-hmm. everything else. Yes. And mm-hmm. wanting Laura to help her, and he wouldn't fight a custody battle with Lulu. And I was just like, wow, that really touched me. I mean, you that was like, okay, Valentine, we know you love your daughter, but this really proves you love your daughter and you want the best for her. I, I That just really touched me. What about you guys? I'm going to play devil's advocate on that one. Yep. Um, I, I do believe he loves her. But I also think that he's running away. You know, the conversation between him and Charlotte right before that, you know, how how can he come back from that in her eyes? And now that he's not, now that he's not quite the hero anymore, I, I feel like it's a double-edged sword that he's actually running away. But you know what? He's, yeah. he, if he's running away, he's running away because he loves her that much. And he sees yeah. what he he sees what he's doing and how it's influencing her to become like him. And he knows that he doesn't want to be the way he is, and he surely doesn't yes. want his daughter to be like that. So and there's you know a what difference between sees? running away and running away because he loves her that much. I, and 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 I validate your point, and I and I hope it's that. But you know, but the argument could be could be made for the second for the other side saying, 
you know, yes, he doesn't want her to be that way, but also he does not want to explain to her why he is that way and why it's okay for him and it's not well, okay for her. That, and... could, that could be part of it because he knows how he grew up and he doesn't want her to hear the horrible side of that part of his life. You know, he just doesn't want to hurt her that way. Um, so I, I get that part too. So I think it's all, all those things are all connected to why he's doing You know, if, if it wasn't James Patrick Stewart, I, I, I don't know that Valentin would have lasted as long, you know, as long as he did, as he has. Um, and, and I don't know that we would be feeling these conflicted, you know, these conflicted emotions. I look at Nicholas and I'm horrified right now. You know, I like the character. I like mm-hmm. the, the actors playing him, but I'm horrified. You know, and I look at Valentin, you know, and I'm like, this is the classic this is one of the, you know, four classic soap storylines. This is a bad guy who two or three years from now is going to be, you know, is going to be one of the really good guys. You can see it. Right. You can see the trajectory right. of it. Um, right. You know, and, and the writing has been pretty darn good as far as that part of it goes. Uh, but, you know, again, if it wasn't James Patrick Stewart, I don't know if it would have, if it would be as um, emotionally gripping as it is. Well, yes and no, because any good actor and any good writing together could make it work. It's just, I think there's something, you know, like James has that it thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what brings it together. David, you had, was, we're going to say something. I think, I think Valentine doesn't want Charlotte to have any trace of grandma in her. Right. Right. And that's and where I think, that, I think that's where Valentine. I think that's where some of the fear is coming from from him. Right. Cuz he knows what it did to his life. Right. Candace? And he, you know, honestly, again, you know he knows what he's about to do. We know what he's about to do. How ugly it'll be, not so sure. But you know, now that he's not on the pedestal, when the right, you know, when the next round of stuff comes, she's going to be on top of it, you know, in a heartbeat. She no longer is looking at him through rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, when she said she saw him push Ava over, I was like, oh boy, you know. <sighs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Candace, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I do feel as though, like, the character of Valentine has gone through the ups and the downs writing-wise. I do agree James is a great actor. I do agree that I just – he's still right in the middle for me regarding, you know, everything. Um but yeah, other than that, I agree with you guys. I'm just waiting for the other for the other part of the story. <clears throat> Kill Peter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know well, that's, I, for, I, that's for botting around him. We can't talk. Kill Peter. No. What we can't. I, I, I I ignore that part. So there we go. Um, I know I, David I, was crying buckets when Willow and Chase broke up, but I have to admit. 
that I felt choked up when Chase was talking about how much he loves Willow and he loves her enough to let her go. And to me, that's true love. Yeah. 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 I okay. thought that was, that was, that's pure love. That is one gift. It's pure love, and I'm glad to have seen, you know, the range of emotions with uh, with all four of them, really. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I've been saying General Hospital on fire, on fire, on fire for, for you know, since the beginning of the year, if not, you know, if not longer. Um, not so much with this storyline. It, it, you know, yeah. I... I I got into into a little bit of um of, of a war on Facebook the other day. Um because quite honestly, it is twenty twenty. There is not a you know, a judge and most definitely a good, you know, other defense lawyer or whatever you want to call it, a you know, lawyer who's not gonna rip it to shreds. You're in love with this man you know, and three days later you married this man. Yeah. Um, you know, right. Just... And the other, the other part that doesn't make sense to me is why does he have to be married in the first place? Right. Why exactly. could, why why couldn't it be his girlfriend? She doesn't have nothing wrong with her. She's not yeah, a murderess well, or something. Diane pointed out because of the whole Nina Reeves thing. Nina thing. Uh, okay, yeah. but Michael. But let's take a look at Michael's background. Uh, you know, <laughs> Michael Charles is a stepmother with an axe. <laughs> right. He's connected to who? Sonny Caruso, Jason Morgan. So let's not, like, just because, and I agree, like, this storyline, and I mean, we had Wally on tonight. Unless General Hospital is trying to do the Chloe Jacks, Alexis Ned uh-huh. storyline, like the mixed marks, yeah. to me, this this no, is a, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. This I is don't a fail. I met a couple of weeks ago. I don't see him as changing partners. No, what I see happening is Michael's gonna Michael's gonna figure it out. Then Michael's gonna go to Chase and then Sasha and then they're gonna leave Willow in the dark for a while because she's such a, a girl scout. The writing I hope the writing's figure on the it wall out. with this storyline. That's what that's what got got me riled. I said, Why couldn't they see through that in the first place? Yeah, I couldn't understand I that either. Yeah. yeah, I just don't I mean, the argument could be made the that story. This... Yeah, me either, um, at and, all. And the one thing that gave me a little hope is, because uh, I didn't see it today, but um, yesterday, near the end, when Nell found out. So well, I'm, I'm know, wondering I'm... if Nell was going to spill it. I don't think so, and I, I, I have a theory, you know, and a good 60 70% of my theories end up coming close to true or true. I have a theory that Nell already knows that she's Nina's daughter, and she's going to allow Nina to think she found out that Willow's her daughter, and then there's going to be massive devastation again in a couple months. I like, I like, some, I like the commingling between... The three women. So I see the wagon train circling the three of them: mm-hmm. Nina, Willow, and Nell, and mm-hmm. how they all. So I, 
regardless of the age thing, because I know, Candace, I was upset, too, with that flashback with Eden and all that. Oh. Uh, because because if the you grown. look at it, then Nell is older than Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And okay. then there's but, my theory about those two maybe being twins. I say they're twins. I, I, because it's too it's too easy. Right? I mean, for the longest time, we thought that Willow was Nina's kid, long lost kid, because they right. they played the beat. Then they dropped the story as soon as Michelle left and Cynthia came in. They kind of dropped the story. Mm-hmm. Then the speculations that okay, it's too easy to have Willow. I mean, the fans figured it out. See, I'm talking about loving again. Figure it out. Um, so it's like the ultimate twist would be. To have Nell be Nina's as well as Willow, and Nina be like, "Oh my God, I didn't know I had twins." Or you probably didn't know you had twins, but somebody stole the twins. Like, that's the only way that this this whole story can be saved. It, well, not even that. Well, you know, I post on Take Two's Facebook page, you know, what's coming up and spoilers and stuff like that, but I don't read them, and I don't remember exactly where I saw, you know, as I was posting, that supposedly Nell is not going to be uh, Nina's daughter. It, it, you know, it'll, it'll either be that Nell uses it and and plays as though she's Nina's daughter, and we get that for a couple of months, and then Nina wants to back her child and so on. And, and that would be some really good writing, actually. Yeah, like supposedly yeah, you're a little breaking up. You're breaking up, yeah. 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 Hello? Um, I just wanted, can you hear me? Anthony? Yeah. Uh, how about now? Am I back? Yes. You're good. Am I back? Can you guys hear okay. me? I hear you. Yeah. Hear okay. You. You know, I think they're red herring, red herring us in in one direction or the other. Either it's going to be Nell's going to play on Nina, you know, to to continue to screw it to Michael and Carly and so on and so forth, using you know the fact that I'm your daughter and now they're trying to take my child away, uh, and Willow really is her daughter, or she's going to push Willow, you know, as the daughter, knowing she is the daughter, just to wreak more havoc. Um. I kind of like the first theory better, but you know, it seems it seems the second is where they're going with it. You think that's a red herring that we're seeing the half heart with now? Yeah, I know that it's a yeah. I think it's a red herring, but I think there's more to it. I think she knows, and she's just biding her time because she had something. Remember, she had something to offer Valentine, and you know what better hmm. what better um you know oh, offer than hey. Yeah, that was another hey, thing I that I saw too. Is. Right, and that was another thing that I saw too was that her and Valentine were going to get married. You never know. Well, you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw in another thing that I don't know where that read it that Nell was supposed to be Nina's daughter. But then Chloe left the show, so they had to redo it. And then Willow came in the picture, and they started working on that. 
and then they dropped that when Michelle left. You know, there, there were so many bot storylines in you know but in I that don't know time where I read period that, that it wouldn't surprise me. You know, again, Drew, 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 Billy Miller, Drew, Drew. There were so many bot storylines oh. at that period of time that uh, it really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of Drew, I'm looking at a headline right now. Again, I did not read the story, but it says, Holly Sutton and Drew Kane still alive. Tristan Rogers' Twitter hint offers hope for Peter's victims. I did not see the tweet. Did anybody else? I did not see that. Okay, I'm going to look up Tristan Rogers. Any thoughts, anybody? I'm going to hear Well, Okay. I don't okay, think I'm Holly's say, dead. Okay, I'm, as the as the fan club president of the Kill Peter fan club, sorry, Tim, <laughs> I feel as though this is a way to really, truly, quote, unquote, redeem Peter again. Obviously, you know, when they said this week that Holly died, you know, here's my thing. As a viewer of General Hospital, I don't appreciate, first and foremost, you killing Killing off long-term characters like characters that we that we know, okay. On, I mean, uh-huh. if you're gonna like, you know, like Taggart was on screen, off screen is is Holly. If this is a ploy, like you know, to for Peter because they're just trying everything and anything to keep him around, and 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 you know, character-wise, can't stand him. I'll be honest, I can't stand him because they they've done too much with him. To just be like, okay, we get it. You already tied him to the show. You already tied him to a character that we love. That sometimes we want to pop up our head. But I, I, I said that I would be surprised with General Hospital's history if they did really kill the character off. Now, do I think they really truly did? To if they're going to try to, like I said, to redeem Peter, then yeah, Drew and Holly are alive somewhere in Katakonana, Cuba somewhere, sipping a martini or something like that. But I I don't know. I mean, Tristan Rogers, God bless him. But, I, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past GH doing it. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. And, but, you know, I can't, I, I honestly kind of can't wait for the storyline to be over. You know, Anna is unrecognizable at this point, yeah. and it's driving me absolutely batty. And I, what I wanted to ask you guys, and so it's a perfect transition. You know, how do you, how are you guys feeling about Sam right now? About Anna, Sam, Samantha. Oh, Samantha. <sighs> mother of mother of the year. The same way you did la- on the last show, Anthony, I want to know where she is. I, you know, I'm kind of hoping, as much as I'll hate it, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, something, you know, something happened we didn't see on screen with her and Shiloh, you know, drug-wise or whatever, <sighs> hypnotism. Because if this is not, if this is the character now, I'm just like, what a humana humana! After all of the 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 crap she gave Elizabeth year after year after year, you know about Mother of the Year, and and now this is who you are. And they, like it just, I, mm. I I don't get it. I don't get it. You're risking your freedom 
and you you have children. Like More Sam, importantly, you have kids. at this point, he stood there and told her, Cyrus is the be- the worst threat we've had to deal with in years. And, and she's like, I don't care. I want to be with you. Uh, okay, you know, we've seen but, but, Michael get shot in the head. We've seen, you know, we've seen Morgan. that the children, yes, you know, where did all that go, Sam? You, you got no, you know, no, no. <laughs> you know what? She needs that cat fever again. She needs that cat scratch fever again to put some common sense into her or something. Because I, I'm sorry, like, if that's, you know, General Hospital, I say this with Flip, you know, me and GH, we, we have this thing that, you know, this love and dislike thing, my, my divorce papers are still here. I don't like how in the last couple of months, not even years, they've really ruined four characters, all females. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Sam, when, when Jason and Drew wasn't around, Sam was a tough like, she's still with Sam. She had common sense when she was with Patrick, you know, the hot tub with Lucky. Good grief. Um, and and even when Drew came back and, and whatnot, and I know fans are like, well, this is a, no, this is not her. This is not Sam at all. Like, for her to risk everything just because she wants to be with where was this Then tell me, where was this Sam at when she thought Jason was gone? Or when Jason came back the first couple of months, like, she, it's just, to me, I just was, like, shaking my head. I was like, wow, I don't know what to say for this character that Kelly Monaco is playing, because this is ain't Sam. Is this Livy? It's just the twin thing. Is this Livy? Is it Livy? No? Okay. I thought I can give her out, but I can't. Sorry. I just, um, well, we've got 15 minutes left. So I just want to touch real quick on the Mike and Sonny story. Uh, Mike going downhill is really breaking my heart. I have to get off now. I'm so sorry. I will see you guys in two weeks. Big hugs, but my Instacart is here. No, Anthony, (laughs) you'll be back. Anthony will be back next Thursday, April 30th at 7 p.m. He's doing a standalone show with Liana Acord about uh, Subliberty. Thank you, thank you. See you guys next week. Big hugs. All right, bye-bye. So the mic thing going downhill, I mean, it's just really breaking my heart. I really don't want Max Gale to leave, but it's dictated in storyline. I, it, it broke my heart to see him. First and foremost, I, I will say this. You know, General Hospital, if there's one story that I'm really still attaching myself to, it is the Mike storyline because of now the reality is is that Mike isn't – there's no bouncing back, you know. Right. Um, the fact that Mike had a stroke and now cannot use his, his functions, um, when Sonny was trying to give him water – yeah, it broke my heart because I've had I've had family members in the nursing home, so I know exactly how you know this goes. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that's the one scary thing is that you know they're they're choking on their own tongue. Um, yeah, and the fact mm-hmm. I I love what Elizabeth said, and there's and and whoever does the research did it right. You are supposed to wet a towel to let them get 
the the moisture into them. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that Brooklyn was there because mm-hmm. Sonny has always been this tough as nails type of guy to try to handle everything on his own or find a way around it. And the reality is he can't find a way around this. Right. He can't, you know, this is, you know, and when Mike said, is it over yet? I'm like bawling. I'm like, oh my God. Because you know, it's, you know, it's coming. It's coming. You know, it's coming. And, and I was thinking about this with GH and their filming sketch. I'm wondering if they already did it. Right, and if not, and this goes for all for all three shows, is whatever original ideas you had, I hope you are kind of rethinking about it for when you go back to to the studios. Because Mike's situation is going to be an emotional situation. And It'll be one of the few times I cry. Right, because and and it's, and the thing is, is that because it touches on so many layers, but the fact of like Sunny, the fact that we've all gone through the Sunny Mike relationship on the show, and from start to now to see the evolution of it, to see those scenes with Becky, Maurice, um, Amanda, and Max, it just brought it all. It it it. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it just, it was like it, it pulled on so many emotional strings and it touched on certain things like the fact that he doesn't have anything lined up in case something happens to him, like like if he wants to be resuscitated or not. And well, that's, I, that's saw a headline, I saw a headline saying that Mike, uh, not Mike, Sonny is going to fight the DNR. I mean... That's a reality too. That's a reality. It is. That's a reality right there. Yeah. Because you know, once once you once that it once it happens, I mean that mm. Woo! Lord, okay, G H you're gonna put me through an emotional moment 'cause seriously that like when he was gagging, that that just was like uh, that's a reality. Yep. Exactly. That is a reality. Exactly. Yeah, that's rough. Well, let's get, we've got nine minutes left. Let's get to day so Carolyn can participate. Um, you know, there's more of GH we want to talk about and stuff on the other two, but while we got Carolyn here, let's do some of days. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> well, we'll make it easy. Um, who watched today? I didn't watch I did. today. I did. I did. Oh. I watched 30 minutes of it. Did you watch the the the, the ending? I watched the yeah. beginning part. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't see the ending. Okay, Pam, uh-uh. did you see yeah. it? Yes. What 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 do what you think you is, is, there, is there word is there word that he's leaving? I I have no clue. Um, but Candace and David, do you want me to do? do you want us I to talk know, about? I already know what happened. I already yeah, know what happened because because I'm yeah. gonna watch it anyway in the. After this. Right. Oh, so. Well, All right. Today, so today Kristen, Kristen stabbed Victor. I was okay. waiting. I was wondering when that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question because it was in the promo. Um, do okay. we think it really happened or do you think she's dreaming? I <laughs> think it happened. I think it happened. 
Yeah, I, I hope you know, not a I, <laughs> I think it happened, but then again, I got that little part of me that says that she's dreaming because she's so mad at him, and she has the knife in her hand, and she's just picturing herself stabbing him. But right, I did, I did see. I think it was in the promo where they were showing Victor in the hospital. So that's why I'm thinking okay. she did do it. Okay. Well, it just adds a lot more drama. Poor, uh, poor Maggie. Oh, it's just, um, oh, no. it's they not, tell not her? good. Jolie um, kind of sort of. Big off. mouth Julie. <laughs> I, did, wait, I did see that part when Julie came in. And she said yeah. something about Sarah. She was like, because they told her not to say anything because Maggie doesn't know. And Julie comes in and says, oh, it's about the same about Mag- about um, Sarah. What the? Didn't anybody tell you, Julie, to shut up? Like, yeah. yeah, well, well no. she didn't yeah, get Will to tell. Yeah. yeah. Will saved the day. Yeah. Yeah, Will came <laughs> in and just said that basically Sarah changed her mind about Marion Xander. That was the big news. She didn't say nothing about the baby. He didn't say nothing about the baby. Yeah. And that's what I kind of figured he would go with when he went back in there. Um, because that is big news in itself for Maggie. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, Maggie. Maggie. Oh. But I have to say that you know, I understand that Kristen is upset that Sarah took off with her baby, but she is not showing any empathy for Sarah at all, who has raised this baby since birth, and how she must feel knowing yeah. that her baby, you know, she's lost it. She lost the baby. She lost yes. her mind. And all Kristen wants to do is kill everybody and and have everybody put in jail and whatever. And just, you know, I want my baby back. Come on. I mean, to me, this is like so much. I don't like how this is playing out. That Xander called out Kristen. I like it. Yeah, Kristen's no angel. I mean, she, yeah, she was, yeah. (laughs) What is that noise? Um. What was going on in the background there? It's not in my house. Not no. Someone. Okay, that. Oh, I don't know. No. Not not Let mine. Me. I don't have nothing going, but I'm hearing yelling. Okay. No. So, um, did you see that part, Candace, where Xander was calling out Kristen, talking about all her deeds? Well, you wanted to rip Sarah's baby out of her, and she's like, "Well, she wanted to have an yeah, abortion." I think, and, I think I think I think I did. I think I did. I was in. I heard that in the background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just with this storyline, I, you know, I'm going to echo something that a lot of people said is hopefully they don't say anything about. Um, well, poor Sarah has a mental illness. Or that's why she took the baby. Or, you know, I, I I want I want Sarah to face some consequences. Well, Sarah had a breakdown. Well, so that is yeah, mental. You, I mean, imagine I mean, raising is, your raising a baby for a year or what longer, and then ha- the baby having cancer to top it off, and you think you're going to lose that baby, and then you come to find out that baby's not even yours, and your real baby did die. And the man you're about to marry is the one that switched the babies. But also keep in mind that she wasn't going to tell Eric that he was the father. So well, I, I can, yeah, I mean, but that I, to I, me I mean, is I understand different. That. I understand that, but I just, you know, 
I mean, I'm not trying to shade Days of Our Lives, but sometimes with Days of Our Lives, they like to put that um, that the reason that some of these characters do what they do is because of a mental illness. And I yeah. understand she had a breakdown. I mean, I'm being I'm being honest, and I mean, it's not it's it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Sarah, you know, did what she did. I understand the circumstances, and granted, you know, if we were in her position, well, I mean, we probably would do things a little different depending on it. But you can have a breakdown and not have a mental mental um, issue. You know, it's the stress. Your stress level can cause you to have a breakdown to have you have a moment where it's like, oh, my God, like everything just, you know. But I just don't want them to kind of, because to be honest, this baby reveal storyline didn't live, live up to the expectations that I thought that it was going to be. I thought everything was so tucked and nice and neat, you know. It was like, okay, we forgive, blah, kumbaya, and then there, yeah. you know. No, they could, they could, I, yeah, they could handle it um, uh, a lot better than, than they have. It's, um. Yeah. Go a little bit deeper, and then they well, have Marlena, his number one uh, psychiatrist, and she can't hey. seem to help anybody. <laughs> yeah, not even herself. herself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the one thing I want to say is because you want Sarah to pay for this, but what is Kristen paid for? She hasn't paid for right. anything. Oh, this is no, this is her karma. See, here's the thing. Yeah. This is her. This is Kristen's karma for all the stuff that she's mm. ever done, and she even said that that this is her karma of when the baby dies. She's not supposed to have a real life yeah, because she's hurting so many people, you know. But there's and karma the and is, there's paying for your mistakes as far as legalities are concerned. There's a lot of right. reasons why she was should have been locked up, and she has never, ever stayed in jail. No, but the true. ultimate, but the ultimate, But the ultimate price is having your baby, something that you truly wanted, kind of taken, taken away. That's like yeah. the ultimate because she had to live with that. She had to live with the guilt about the nurse. About what was the girl's name? I forgot. What was the girl's name? JJ. Right, uh, the one she pushed down the stairs. Oh, Haley. 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 Yeah. 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 Haley. Haley. Sorry, Haley. We missed you. Yeah. yeah. yeah what about Haley? Yeah. yeah. We got about that girl. Um, but she has a lot of guilt because, like I said, she feels as though this is the the comment is she's hurted so many people. Payback's a bitch. And the worst kind of comment is to have something so innocent being taken away from you. And she really wanted a baby, and okay. that was taken away from her. I get so now, that. But she's right. getting the baby back. But she's it's getting not, the but baby it's back. All, but do you think that's <laughs> going to be all roses? She has to keep in mind. She has to. She's still going through the struggle of the fact that her baby is alive, but she's missed. They've missed a whole year. Well, yeah, it's been a year, a whole year. And not only that, but she also has to get over the fact that, you know, Sarah, Xander, Nicole, even though, see, I feel like Nicole should have got some more of this too. 60 seconds. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's so many ways that they can play it where she, yeah, she's going to get the baby back, but she's still going to have to, there's still going to be some consequences. It's not going to be all those titles and butterflies. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We got to end now because we have about 30 seconds left. So thank you everybody for joining us tonight. And thank you again to Wally Kurth for being our special guest. 
And tune in next week, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, for Anthony's show with Leon. And hear all about his fantastic new book that has come out, Sub Liberty. Check it out. They've got it out right now on, is it ebook? Ebook? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's ebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, okay. so check it out on ebook, and we'll talk to you again next week. Everybody stay safe and uh, wear your mask and your, your gloves. Happy birthday, David. Happy birthday, David. And happy birthday, Pam, David. because I was not here. Oh, yeah. It's oh. Pam's birthday and David's birthday. Get a margarita. Oh, I got to have, hey. I gotta have hey. a minute. <laughs> yeah, mine it's was the 17th. Go <laughs> uh, we got party like it's your birthday. Well, we you got still a can party. Birthday. You guys are on uh, lockdown, so technically, when after the lockdown is happening, we can still celebrate your birthday. So, all happy right. birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> and excuse thank me, you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, we are out of time, so we're on record right now. <laughs> so, everybody, have a good night. We'll talk again soon. Good night, everybody. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.